Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. This is one of those cases where it's a good day, but it's also a, a ridiculous day, right? For All college right. football, right? Because we ne- we've gotten through the first couple of weeks of college football, and f- I, I I would say across the country, the feeling of fans has been whatever. Because we haven't seen all the conferences, obviously, because the Big Ten is not going to play for another few weeks. The SEC is just going to start playing this week. So it's been a handful of ACC and Big 12 games. We've had games postponed. And it's kind of... I'm watching college football, and look, look, I get into the games, and I'm watching, you know, and it, it's fun. But in the end, I don't come away from every game like I normally do. Where, wow, what, what does this mean in the grand scheme of playoffs and 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 standings? Like you see big games and big wins. What does this mean here? What does it mean for a bowl game? College football is just kind of whatever so far this year. And you're hoping it was going to change this weekend when the SEC starts playing, and maybe it will. And then eventually we're going to get the Big Ten and they're going to play. And now we're going to get the Pac-12. They announced today they are going to play a seven 
eight-game conference football schedule beginning on November 6th. This was voted on by the Pac-12 CEO group on Thursday. A huge reversal from where they were at where they said, we're not going to play until at least January 1st. Now they're going to play college football. They're each going to play teams in its own division. Then they're going to cross over and play divisional games. They're going to play seven games. And now we're going to try to cobble together a college football season that's going to have the right teams in the playoffs when everybody's playing different amounts of games. And how do you make this work? All right. It's great that they're all playing. It's awesome. But I kind of feel like they're all playing now how, how I feel a lot of us feel that youth sports should be playing. Right, because youth sports has been postponed because of COVID nineteen. Here's here's my thought on why, because I'm getting to a big point on this, is that I, I would like to see youth sports come back and everybody be able to play, even just to practice, just to get kids out of the house every day. So it's not well, one day you're going to be able to go out, another day you're not, and, and it's it's a difficult thing and it's social distancing. But clearly, to get out of the house and, and have kids be able to play sports they love, even if, even if it's practice and social distance, that's great. I think that's a victory if you can do it and do it safely. But are, are we really, you know, are, is everybody really going to go crazy about, oh, hopefully our team can win this year. We have a good team. We do this. We do that. I hope my son or daughter has a great year and I'm looking at college. All that. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. It's more of, hey, the kids are going to get out because they're going to at least get to continue to play in what's been a lost last few months. And that's kind of where I'm at with college football. I'm glad they're playing. But are we all going to go crazy over who's going to be in the playoffs and who's going to play for the national championship and who's going to win the different conferences? I don't think we are. You look at this decision by the Pac-12 and you go, okay, it's great you're playing, but boy, this doesn't this doesn't help. This doesn't help the power of college football and the imagery and the and 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 how great of 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 a sport it is and how every week in the regular season means so much because that's been always the biggest thing with college football. There is no sport where the regular season means more than college football. Every week is you got to come with your A game or you know what? Your hopes and dreams could go down the tubes and it could be October 1st. And suddenly guess what? Cuz you didn't show up on a Saturday, you're not going to make it where you want to go in that year. There is no better regular season than college football. And now we're getting a regular season where it's just okay, they're playing. And I, I really, I mean, I hope that when everybody gets into it, there's going to be some kind of uptick and push. But I, I'm just looking at this going, okay, so we're going to get some teams this week and then the Big Ten will come and then the Pac-12 will come and then we're going to try to figure things out. And there's going to be a fight. Should the Pac-12 even be allowed to play in the playoff? They're only playing seven games. So-and-so was six and one. We were nine and two. Uh, we should be able to get in ahead of them. And, and it's going to be that kind of season. And, I, I, you know, while it's a great day because I'm glad the Pac-12 is going to play and it's great for the players, they're going to get to play and continue on and, and at least have some kind of season. I look at the hole for college football and I go, How, how's this helping? How, how's, this, how's this helping the, the comeback of college football and being the powerful sport that it is? It, it's not. And, I, and I'm still at a whatever point I am about college football. Now, here's what I'm, I'm going to equate this to. You know, you go to a, a gathering, right? You're invited, or, you know, pre-COVID. So use your imagination for a moment uh, and go back in the way, the way, way back machine for you. But you get invited and it's at one of those odd times. So you don't know that there's a meal going to be part of it. Well, you know I, I mean? only go places if there's a meal. If there's but, no uh, but meal, I'm saying, I don't know well, you I'm might go. be you might be the one guy that you know starts texting anybody involved with it, saying you're going to feed me, right? Or you bring <laughs> your own sandwich tucked in a bag somewhere. But, but this is the idea that you hang around for a little bit, and you know they put out some chips or some pretzels, and and there's some some guacamole or, or salsa and chips, whatever it is. 
And, and then um, you start looking around going, real food shows up, right? And you're getting nervous. And then all of a sudden they'd either ordered, you know, catering or, you know, your sense of smell has been obscured by some kind of lavender thing, that candle they got burning or something. So all of a sudden there's food for you. That's coming, man. This is all appetizers. This is all just, you know, biding your time. I, I haven't been able to get into it either. I watch a few minutes of a game here. I've gotten sucked into some. I'm not going to lie. Gone down the rabbit hole with some teams that I otherwise might not watch. But you, you can damn well be sure once we, we get to Big Ten. And I've been practicing the face paint for the return of the Big Ten is really what it's all about. We get the SEC back, and then you start getting some momentum. Now we get the Pac-12 and Larry Scott uh, staves off elimination, at least for one day, as they announce a return to play. And I think once they're actually all on the field, assuming they can do this right and testing is rolling and guys are you know, being good stewards of, of what they need to to accomplish what they're setting out for, then, then yeah, then, then I think we, we get some momentum and everybody jumps back on board. Right now it's kind of cluttered and, and kind of spread out and regionalized. Don't worry. It'll all coalesce and come back together for you, Smith. I promise you. You yeah, won't but- be subjected to just Syracuse football for long. <laughs> that's okay, because we get the number one pick in the high school draft. If we oh, is that it. the way that works? Um, yeah, 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 that's a big ch- – I don't know if you know that, COVID change. If you go 0-4 in college football, you immediately are in the running for the number one high school uh, prospect. I like it. Don't, don't think someone yeah. didn't propose it. Yeah, no, 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 you, do. you, you, if you finish Ofer, you get a shot at uh, you. You are, I, I believe, you are assured one of the five star players, the best player at uh, the position of your choice, uh, going into next season. So that that's a new big change that uh, I think will help uh, teams immensely. Well, you know, and now now we got more college football coming back too, right? <laughs> I, 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 I hear you. On. I, I, I know at some point, look, we're going to get all the games to be played together, mm-hmm. but by the time the Pac-12 is going to play, it's going to be the beginning of November, and then we're going to have most of the ACC and the Big 12 is going to be powering down, so they're, they're not going to have games, and then it's going to be, well, how can you have these teams that don't start till October? They're not going to have, they, they're not going to have any time off. We're going to have all kinds of time off. It's just going to get messy. Because in the end, it's going to be a power grab for, you know, hey, we're going to get in the playoff and, and, and we're the ones that want to play for the national championship. And it, I just don't, it's just, it's hard to muster that the normal excitement and the normal uh, a juiced up level that you get for college football and, and who can make it for the playoffs and who can't. I mean, look, it's fun to watch. You know, look, I, I'll tell you, it's fun to watch Syracuse on Saturday. I'm sure it's fun for you to watch Northwestern. It will be fun to watch yeah, Northwestern when they play. Especially that fun. schedule, baby. Yeah. 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 We can win. <laughs> it, it'll be, you know, it'll be fun. But in the end, are you going to walk away? It's you're not as invested as you normally are because this season has they've not been able to get on the same page, and that's the issue. Is that because of the way the COVID nineteen response is broken, and it's broken politically across right. the country. Sure. They've not been able to get together. You would think at some point college football could get together and say, what are we all going to do? Instead, you had the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have a power grab that didn't work, and you had the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12, you know, just digging even further saying, nope, we're ready to start playing right now when maybe we should have waited till the middle of October because games are being postponed because of COVID. And bad decisions were made all along. Why? Because nobody, they refused to get together. And they dared each other to, to, to you join 
join my way, you join my way, and it, we're getting what we're getting. I'd rather they have gone back to the, you know what, these conferences are going to play now, and we're going to have bowl games, and the other conferences are going to play at the beginning of January, and we're going to have bowl games. And we'll have a split year for now. We'll have two national champions, and it'll be, it'll be champions of the fall and champions of the spring, and at least then you have something that, all right, I understand what's going on. I'm moving towards this. It's going to be that kind of year. Maybe my team has a chance. But instead, I don't get that. We're not, what, what's going to happen is no one's going to get together at the end. You're going to see coaches from the SEC and the ACC saying, what, what, why, is, why do I have to worry about a Pac-12 team going 7-0? and We're 10-1, and and, and they're ranked ahead of us? Why is that? No, they're not going to get together and say, let everybody play. They're going to they're gonna say, they don't deserve it, and the other team's going to – and some – Conferences are going to go. They don't deserve it. We deserve it more. They deserve it. That's how it's going to go. So that I mean, I can see it. I mean, I I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But I, I just seeing how college football is gone. There's been no getting together on anything. All right. The NFL has been going great. Why? They've all gotten together. They got. They have one voice. We're figuring things out. Boom. Top to bottom, they're playing. Same thing with the NBA. Same thing for the NHL. Major League Baseball was a little bit rougher, but now we're getting ready for the playoffs in a couple of days, and it's going to happen. College football's the one because none of them could get together on a decision and you and because you don't have somebody to make that decision you wind up letting conferences and then school presidents and CEOs making those decisions where it's now diffracted and you're you're three moves away from uh, where somebody could have been at the top and made a decision instead well it's not me because we don't have somebody and it's not someone in charge of the conference it's someone in charge of the conference by way of the school presidents who are all going to vote and they're all going to vote different ways it's just college football has never been able to get their acts together and that's why we're having the season more where it's kind of like a whatever season i'm hoping you're right we get back and everybody's playing but i could just see how it's going down the road i could it's like i'm in a tunnel and i can see it with the lights off and a blindfold on and and buried 20 feet below the center of the earth that's how i see it. my man i'm going to tell you this right here <laughs> it is 2020 right and there's been a lot of misery a lot of you know big time tragic events all the way through to pick pick whatever from whatever bucket you want to describe those I'm taking any positivity I can get that with the Pac-12 returning you know what that means from the moment I wake up on a Saturday to the moment I lay my weary head down on my pillow I got football and you know what I'm going to celebrate every damn snap I don't care that the commissioners don't like each other I don't care that they don't communicate and I hope I get a, a zoom invite to be one of these fans on a wall when they fight about the bowl season but until that day, let's just enjoy what we got, man. Come on. Positivity, Smith. Hey, look, I'm going to enjoy the games. But, you know, the, the normal college football season is, hey, it's about the playoffs and the race. And if you lose two games, you're out. And it's hot. That, that's yeah, kind of where it's, it it's is. It's also the end of September, and I'm watching the Lakers and the Nuggets. Yeah, know, so yeah, nothing's, well, is, nothing's that, normal, pal. Just take true. it for what it is. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez and I'm Joseph Carrillo and we're the host of Becoming an Icon season two. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. So things are getting pretty interesting. I mean, interesting because the Jets are inching closer and closer to the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Under two minutes left to go. Miami with the football. They lead it over the Jacksonville Jaguars. 31 to 13 with this win. Miami's going to get there first and it's going to be crossing off the list of teams. I need to win a game. <laughs> so when the Jets go 0-16, there's no tiebreaker. There's no strength of schedule. None. I'm crossing the names off and we're going to wind up with Trevor Lawrence. We're just going to cross them off until Trevor so Lawrence excited. says, 
Until Trevor says, oh, no, I'm going back to school. Yeah, no, I, I, I know Peyton Manning did that like 25 years ago, and that really screwed the Jets. Yeah, you know, every, every generation it happens again. So, yeah, I'm not doing it. Not going to do it. Yeah, I'm just going to call it, call it this way. The uh, hero ball would be the nicest way to talk about the efforts of Gardner Minshew tonight. He was inspired by Tyler Hero last night, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, got uh, careless with the football a number of times, including a late interception. For those of you hoping for a garbage touchdown, he threw a garbage pass. And TJ, Gardner Minshew being careless, whisper his name when you talk about it next. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. I put the punctuation in the middle there. That was careless good. Whisper. Uh, so, it is now a final. Miami beats Jacksonville 31-13. to First win of the season for the Dolphins. R- Ryan Fitzpatrick basically with a perfect game tonight. 18 out of 20 for 160 and two touchdowns. He also runs for 38 yards and a score. Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down. NFL on Fox insider extraordinaire Jay Glazer. Jay, what's happening, my man? Oh, my goodness. How about that? Fitzmagic, baby. I'll tell you, I don't know what's more impressive, watching Ryan Fitzpatrick tonight or you hitting the heavy bag on your Twitter account, just, uh, you know, getting getting back into it. You're looking great, man. No, no, that's not getting back into it. That was the day before the surgery. Oh, that was before? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that, that was I, the I, day before was with now. the torn labrum and the two and two and rotator cuffs and the two bone spurs and basically my head's falling off and, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. And it was like, hey, this is three weeks ago. And like, yeah, I kind of look at it and. You know, um, you know, it's a, it's a mindset, unbreakable mindset, right? Absolutely. Yep. How, so, how you doing now then? Oh, I'm in a ton of pain. No, okay. <laughs> 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 ton of pain. Um, no, I'm doing. I think I'm a couple months ahead of schedule. Is what they said the other day. I could lift my arm above my head, which is big when you get your labrum cut out. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm going through rehab and and. Uh, I think next week I'm actually going to try and get back in and do something. I don't know what yet, but, man, I can't just sit around and do zero. So, you know, I, I'm going to be in pain whether I do something or not. I, I might as well feel a little less crappy about myself and just train. There's a message for America right there. That's right. Don't right sit there. around. Right? Don't just sit around and feel crappy. Do something. And don't, you make your, don't make yourself feel worse. Don't watch the Jets. I'm going to feel right. crappy either way. I might as well feel a little less crappy and train. <laughs> Absolutely, and Jason gets his uh, perfect Jets joke in. There we Jay, go. they're walking wounded, and everybody's <laughs> abdicating responsibility. Adam Gase looking, no, it's that guy. It's that guy. You got defensive players calling out their workouts and the speed of their practices. Uh, does this end for Adam Gase before we get through ha- midseason? I, I wouldn't. Uh, look, I, I think going into last year, Peter Schrager talked about it on our our, our early show the other day that, you know, management still has his back, but yeah, they've got to show a change in culture without a doubt. I mean, they've got to show more of a heartbeat and actually Sam Darnold has had some unreal throws and you don't realize it because they're in such a bad team, but yeah. it's the same old, you guys know it. You've been living through it. It's the same old Jets and something has to change the culture. Their culture's not changed. It's over and over and over and over. It starts at the top in that organization. It absolutely starts in top. And, um, and, you know, with ownership, starts all the way up, up, up there. And, and anytime a team loses for so long, it starts with ownership, without a doubt. And they've got to figure a way to change the culture better. Overall, not just coaches, culture. 
Jay, speaking of that, I just want to stay in the AFC East for a second and look at what Cam Newton's been doing with Bill Belichick the past couple of weeks. Nearly pulls off the big upset, another big test coming up this weekend. Are you buying everything you've seen so far out of Cam in New England, or is it still, well, it's two weeks and it's a little early? Oh, no, I'm buying it. I'm, I'm beyond buying it. The dude shows up every single day by 5 o'clock in the morning to train there at the facility, stays till like 8, past 8 o'clock, and he works on prehab, rehab, making sure he's healthy. That was a big thing. If he stays healthy, you got an MVP caliber quarterback. And I think he and Belichick have, have really, man, he, they give each other something they both need. Bill wants to show the world he can do it without Tom, right? And Cam wants to show every other 31 teams out there that they made a huge mistake. So it really is. It's, it's a perfect relationship uh, between those two guys. And Cam's work ethic like, look, everybody thinks that Bill doesn't like personalities, but Gronk was fantastic over there, right? Edelman's a personality. Tom's done a bunch of stuff. They've had personalities over there. He just likes the personalities within the team. But same here with Cam. If you work your butt off, Bill will be fine with you. Jay, uh, week two is known as injury week, I guess, coming out of it. The walking wounded oh, team by team. Uh, 17 ACLs, I think, was the last count uh, coming into and That tonight. was the number one? Seriously? Yeah. yeah, seriously. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's, so we've got all those yeah. injuries. San Francisco, half of their roster. Uh, and then we had the Terod Taylor incident with, with the Chargers. Yeah. So we got to see Justin Herbert winging around, but – how much does the, the NFL look into, you know, just process and, and what happened here? You know, the problem is, is where that, the injection is. Um, you know, I remember there was, a, I think it was Jerome Bettis one time got shot up before a game, and they got the nerve. I forgot if it was his quad or his ankle or, I forget, um, and couldn't go. I mean, there's, that's the problem with those, you know, a lot of cane cortisone injections. If you get the nerve, um, all of a sudden, man, it goes, you know, it goes dead for a while. And, you know, that's really the problem with the ribs. It's so hard to shoot that those ribs for that reason. It gets a little bit too close. Um, but they've done it over and over and over. With this number of players in the league, it's bound to happen in certain situations. Not saying the lung, but, you know, other situations where you get that nerve, but when it's a starting quarterback and it happens and you don't deactivate them, you have active and, wow, it's totally different. But it's um, – those things are not a perfect science, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking up for the doctor. I don't know the doctor. I just know a guy like, look, I've gotten shot up a billion times, especially on my back and neck and ankles, and um, I function with this, and uh, not every time has it been perfect. Jay, can we look back? Because obviously the big the big cry was going to be afterwards. Boy, with with preseason, maybe we don't get these injuries. Certain that I don't know that that would have been the case because look, the, the star players weren't going to play in the preseason, and and you know you were going to get these. Obviously, Terod Taylor, that's a very big deal, and that's something that's different. But I mean, all the injuries that we have seen yeah. so far, I, I think this is just hey. Sometimes we go weeks and, and get and and don't get big ones. Sometimes we get a bunch of big ones in one week. I, I don't know that anything else could have prevented what we saw in the past few days no i don't think it's the loss of the preseason games i think it's the loss of otas uh, you know obviously workouts your mini camps uh a real training camp uh, that's you know even otas man you're working out you're putting stress on your body they're running they're cutting they're doing stuff they're they got you know a lot of times just helmets or you know shells on um but it's more than man you're just coming off the couch here and people are quarantined 
like your body's got to get ready for this for battle, and they didn't really have in, in, in a same amount of time that they've had in the past. So I, I look, I don't think there's any way to scientifically figure out what happened. We could just go what I think is common sense wise, but you still will never know. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon coming to you from the Geico Studios on the hotline with us. He's in the Broadcast Hall of Fame as part of Fox NFL Sunday. Uh, he, he goes and dominates the small screen for you as well, hangs out with uh, the luminaries, and then he can hit a heavy bag uh, when right uh, about as hard as anybody uh, you've ever met. He's Jay Glazer at Jay Glazer on Twitter, uh, merging vets and players. Vetsandplayers.org is where you find him as well. You want to take a look at what he's doing there. Uh, Jay, the Cowboys, they come back from the dead and steal a win from Atlanta. Uh, a lot of controversy about the onside kick, obviously. Uh, but what do you think of the Cowboys uh, at this point? Is this, is this going to be a wild roller coaster ride with this squad? Yeah, I think it could be, but I think they really found something out about themselves this week. When you could, you know, as a team, uh, look, and I, and I told you this after week one, like those teams that haven't been together a while, it's going to take a while to build culture. Mm-hmm. And those teams that, you know, haven't been together, it's going to take them a while to find out who they are. Well, they found out week two who they are, that they got fighting them, and they don't stop. And, you know, that's why they brought in Mike McCarthy, who was this old-school kind of grunt where he wanted to make sure guys – and how many times did we see with the Packers – we thought it was all, you know, the comebacks of Aaron Rodgers, but those teams never quit on Mike. Right. And, you know, they just fought and fought and fought and fought, and that's what they're hoping to bring. It's going to take – there's so many big <clears throat> names, personalities, et cetera, in there. It's going to take a while for that team to come together and gel as one. Um, and I think that went a long way in the fact that they just never stopped fighting. And the next time something like this happens, they go down, they're going to be able to say to themselves, hey, we've been in this position before – and we're not going to pack it in. Hey, Jay, lastly, uh, we'll, 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 pit, we'll finish where we started. You know, Miami with the win over Jacksonville. We were joking around about Ryan Fitzpatrick. But this is a guy who has done this for most of his career. He goes on yep. these big streaks both ways. But here he is, 37 years old, nearly having a perfect quarterback rating tonight. Right. Why do I have a feeling we're going to be seeing him winning games off the bench when he's 50 years old? I just think that's going to happen with him. <laughs> Women off the bench, dude's probably going to be starting when he's 50 years old. <laughs> he's going to be, be he's going to go back to the Jets. Quarterback, right? It's going to be some team with a young quarterback. Let's go with Fitzmagic and let him learn under Fitzmagic. And I mean, he'll be on his 24th team by then and probably three expansion teams. And <laughs> he'll be playing in London at one point, Mexico City. And yeah, <laughs> he'll have gone through the XSFL, come back to the NFL. I mean, that's who you want to learn from. You want to learn from guys like that. <laughs> You can follow him on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer. Keep resting, keep rehabbing, buddy. Keep feeling good. We'll talk to you next week, man. Appreciate it, Jeff. See you, Jay. All right. Great stuff there from Jay. Yes, I, I thought that was like a new video of him. Like, wow, he looks. If, great if he did the that, shoulder. then I, I'll actually get my shoulder done. Oh man, right? Because I've been avoiding it. Because everybody was telling me, you know, all the guys that we know here, Lavar, Will, George, like, don't get that shot. Don't do it. <laughs> like, do whatever you can to rehab it before you go. Because if that was the video of Jay Glazer, I'm like, all right, let me find your guy who's pinpoint precision with that stuff. Good Lord. Oh, it is some kind of effort. Watch him hitting that heavy bag. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide-open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, Land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to Land.com, find your open space, and get out there. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. We're going to have Rick Buecher stop by in a couple minutes to take a look back at the Lakers' huge Game 4 victory. They beat the Nuggets 114-108. to They take a three-games-to-one lead in this series. Anthony Davis has been unstoppable. 34 points tonight despite the fact he got dinged up a little bit late. LeBron a near triple-double, 26-9-8. We talked about the supporting cast of the Lakers a few minutes ago that really came through tonight despite uh, – not having one guy playing phenomenal, the Lakers got a lot from their cast. Meanwhile, for Jamal Murray, it was 32 for him and really not a lot. Jokic was ineffective because of foul trouble. Jeremy Grant fell off in the second half. And, Mike, you know, as the Nuggets look back at this, right, you know, and, and they, they look at this series, you're going to be able to point to many things and say, okay, wh- why are we down 3-1? Or if they wind up losing, why do we lose? And you're going to point to so many different things. And, well, look, when KCP came off the bench, you know, playoff Rondo. But in the end, the Nuggets can point to one thing, and they just, they're going to point and they're going to say, 
Anthony Davis was unguardable. We couldn't stop him. We well, were and not, Malone we were not, said that coming into the series, yeah. right? <laughs> look, we're, we're, not, we're not set up to stop him, and we have to figure out a way. He said after game one, look, if we play like that, it's going to be a short series. They're just not they, – they just don't have the personnel – that it's a good matchup with Anthony Davis. You know, we, we talk about teams and, and why they're good matchups, and that's what it is in the NBA all the time, and this team is a good matchup for this team. But personally, Anthony Davis is a horrendous matchup for the Denver Nuggets. There's nobody that can stop him. 37-31, 27-34. That's what he's had throughout the, the, the series. He's shooting over 50% from the floor. He's making threes, including the big one. He's making all his free throws. I mean, he, he has been the one. Malone... They're all going to say, we just couldn't stop him. You can talk about LeBron all you want and everything. We couldn't stop AD, and that's what it's going to come down to. No, I mean, look, LeBron, the the larger question is, are we watching a little bit of the uh, erosion? Same conversation we've been having about Drew Brees, right? Of, well, where's he at physically? And is father time finally, you know, kicking in the door uh, a little bit? The numbers might be there, but the performance isn't the clean performance that you're used to certainly not shooting as well and and taking games over as we're accustomed to some big plays right some bursts here and there but that overall flow it's now you know that robin thing is really important here with anthony davis (laughs) putting up the numbers and in the low post they just have no match for it they like there's there's it's just a terrible terrible setup particularly when you start dwight howard and he's attacking the rim as he is, drawing some early fouls, and that upsets the balance, right? As soon as Jokic is in a bit of foul trouble, who's stepping in to that rotation to try to plumly? Come on. That, that's just not going to work. So you're at a distinct disadvantage, and that's what we're seeing. They, they own the boards tonight, second chances, and then certainly at the foul line, they got back to it after their long PowerPoint presentation to the NBA of the fouls that weren't called in game three. I can only see it. All right, here, let me let me blow this up right here. Look at He's got him by the arm. Here he is grabbing his jersey and snatching his chain, all of those things. So, yeah, it, it's dire straits for uh, Denver, uh, and Anthony Davis right now is your MVP. But is it really dire straits, or do the Nuggets have the Lakers right where they want them? With us now on the hotline, you know him as Matt Buker's dad. He is Rick Buker. On Twitter, at Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1 Insider Extraordinary. What's happening, Rick? Oh, I'm just living the dream, brother. How are you? Good, man. You know that's going to happen. Eventually, you're going to be Matt's dad. You know, right yeah. now, you're, you know, you're Rick Buecher. Eventually, you know Matt's dad, Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to be Matt's dad. That's He's been doing happen. that at schools for years, right, Rick? <laughs> 100%. Well, and with the uh, – he, he Matt did the podcast with me, uh, my last podcast. And he was calling Tyler Hero um, a hero uh, all the way back in high school. And Summer League, saw him in Summer League with me and said he's going to be Rookie of the Year. Now, obviously, he wasn't, but uh, he was calling Tyler Hero as being a, a great player. He's the first guy I know who started talking about Tyler Hero, and that was before he went to Kentucky or certainly blew up at Miami. So the, uh, the, the change in the hierarchy may not be that far off. Note to self, next week, book Matt Buker, not Rick <laughs> Buker. Uh, so with, with, with tonight's game, Rick, you know, here are the Lakers. We, we saw the Nuggets at the same point they were a series ago. Is this 
hey, 3-1 Lakers, a series over, or is this the series has been close and the Nuggets still have a shot? No, I, I feel as if the, if, if the Nuggets uh, – look, the Nuggets have to play uh, efficient basketball, and they have to get not good but great performances out of both Jamal Murray and Jokic, and then they need other, other guys to contribute or at least not to detract. And in close games, I like the execution – of uh, of the Denver Nuggets. I, I think that in close games, if it is a possession-by-possession game, uh, or certainly if they have a lead, that uh, they have the ability to close out games on the Lakers. Uh, the, the key, there's a couple keys, and one of the reasons tonight's game was from the beginning did I had bad feelings for Denver because uh, Jokic did not come out with anything close to the same energy he did in game three. And he was playing against somebody that was were going to actually require more energy than JaVale McGee, and that was Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard getting four easy putbacks mm-hmm. on Jokic in the opening minutes was exactly what the Lakers wanted and was exactly what Jokic couldn't do, and, uh, and or the Den- Denver Nuggets in general. And the fact that Jokic finished with 16 and 7 in 36, 37 minutes, uh, I think four assists. I'm not always on statistics, but it was a reflection. Those numbers were a reflection of Jokic's activity. He was not active, and he was allowing a lot of the ancillary players to get what they needed. And then LeBron guarding Jamal down the stretch was, was a difference maker. AD also, I mean, look, game three, we saw AD got his numbers, LeBron got his numbers, but AD had to work for all of his numbers because Rajon Rondo was not the same playmaker he was tonight or, or in game two. And that's, that's really the difference. When, when, when AD and LeBron can be great and Denver can still win, uh, but if the Lakers are getting something from LeBron, AD, and Rajon Rondo – Rajon's going to make it easier, is going to get AD easy buckets. He's going to take some of the playmaking off of LeBron's plate so he can utilize that energy in other ways. And that, to me, is the real X factor with the Lakers. Denver did a nice job of, of, of uh, limiting the damage done by Rondo, and it forced AD to work much, much harder just to get the buckets that he got. Um, tonight, Denver did not win the battle uh, of of outworking the Lakers. They did not contain Rondo, and that's why you got the result that you did. But I, look, I think it's within their power to change to change that dynamic and at least win Game Five. A little bit of a turn back the clock sequencing for Dwight Howard early in the game, as you mentioned, Rick. Yep. I, I thought that set the tone because you you just watched the, down low; they were getting whatever they wanted. But the balance yep. of the night, and they got all those free throws that they went and did the yep. uh, the big presentation on. So uh, and, advantage yeah. Lakers, <laughs> and that's the other thing that I think Jokic took two free throws. That right. was a, a complete change from what he did in in Game Three. And for what Denver has, their two stars have to be great. And then you know Jeremy Grant is going to contribute. You, you're you got other guys that will do some things, but they are – Denver is a top-heavy team in the same way that the Lakers are a top-heavy team. If Jokic and Jamal are not on, then it's going to be very difficult for them to win. 
Rick Buecher with us, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Now, as far as LeBron goes, Rick, he, he has played, he has had a very good playoff. Yeah. Watching him play now compared to the last time you saw him in the playoffs, is it yeah. close? Is it he's a completely different player? Is it father time is really starting to affect him? What do you see seeing LeBron now compared to the last time he was in the playoffs? Well, I think he has to pick his – I mean, he's always picked his spot progressively as his, as his career has, has gone on, but I see him doing more of that. I think what's really different in this, and I haven't looked at his numbers in the final – five minutes tonight, but in the previous two games, uh, Anthony Davis had to be what he was in game three in game two, because LeBron in the final five minutes had three turnovers, three missed shots, one air ball, three. Uh, I mean, basically was not a factor in the final five minutes of the game. And he wasn't much more of a factor in the final five minutes of game four. I think he was one for three. He had one assist, one turnover. And, uh, and that's where against younger teams, against you know, teams outside of maybe the Golden State Warriors, LeBron is known, I, I am the best player. I am the most experienced player. I am the matchup that they don't have an answer for. And he's been able to uh, impose his will in those final minutes in a way, even if he's a, a playmaker as opposed to a scorer, that's what's been surprising to me. And it's why everybody's saying Anthony Davis has to be, is going to decide whether the, the Lakers win a championship or not is because LeBron is not, LeBron is not taking over games. He in stretches, he gets it going, but in terms of being able to determine when he's going to take over and to take over in the final minutes, I just, I have not, I have not seen it certainly in this series in the last few games. And that's something that I'll be watching closely as we go on here, because the reality is, you know, playing every other day for him at 35, you can see the energy slowly dissipating and, it will be interesting to see if this series goes longer and if, you know, the Miami Heat, I mean, I, I, I really hope we get a, a, a Heat-Lakers final because there, is, there are so many storylines there in terms of Pat Riley. I mean, Pat Riley, the great Laker, and his getting revenge for LeBron pulling the rug and suddenly leaving Miami – uh, denying LeBron the opportunity to be in the Lakers circle of champions uh, by winning it this year and seeing Bam Adebayo uh, against AD and, and LeBron. Like I, I would love to see that series because I think it would be tremendously entertaining and the storylines would be all over the place. Well, let me give the uh, the stats for LeBron in the fourth, you know, for podcast purposes. Uh, one of four from the field in the fourth quarter and six of eight from the foul line. So there you yeah. go uh, for that. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned, you know, Jason at his heat um, over here. Because, you know, Rick, I picked the heat yeah. to go to the finals before the playoffs started. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. I, I, I might as, have mentioned uh, that. As did my son, Matt, as it turns See, out. See, there you go. Oh, Great again. minds. 
Great minds, Matt, absolutely. Book Matt Buker for next week. I yeah, no, well, see, I'm on the other side of this, Rick. I had picked the Celtics. Uh, do they have a puncher's chance? I, I'm still curious. It took a call to me uh, from me to the locker room to get Jason Tatum to score uh, yeah. after that zero in the first half. Still made it interesting. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, can I can they extend the series? Maybe a game? Yeah, I I, I suppose that they can. But I, the, the Miami Heat have demonstrated that they are just the tougher, more physical team. It's really come down to that. And uh, I, I, love, I love their chemistry. Uh, I, I thought that Boston would win the series because they had more collective experience playing in the playoffs together. But what we've really seen with the bubble is that uh, playoff experience is really not uh, a huge determining factor here. Your uh, your versatility, your physical toughness, uh, and and we just see so many young guys. I mean, Tyler Harrow being an example, Duncan Robinson, uh, Bam Adebayo. I mean, we're seeing so many young guys uh, flourish, and I think it's because the bubble m- more reflects an AAU. Uh, atmosphere and those young guys are more acclimated to that where you're playing in tournaments uh i mean matt buker can speak to this he, he you know he's played <laughs> in those tournaments in in vegas and you know you don't have, you don't have big crowds you got like all kinds of games going on you're just hanging with your boys at the hotel and then playing games and then going back to the hotel and go to the pool and so this is an atmosphere for the young guys they're they are in their wheelhouse whereas the older guys are used to the, uh, the playoff crowds getting their energy going and getting them pumped up, and now they don't have that. And they're used to being able to go to their families and like, be in a different atmosphere. So I, really, uh, I don't think it's any accident that we're seeing uh, such young teams and relatively inexperienced teams flourish in the bubble and i expected it kind of to be the other way around i thought that it would be too much of a distraction and the the old pros would be able to keep their heads in it and that it was going to be a mental grind and i think we over blew that by a whole lot about like just how challenge how mentally challenging the 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 bubble was going to be I, i think being separated from the families sure that's that's not fun but that's been remedied um but there's no travel. I mean, you're in an amusement park for God's sake, and you play basketball and hang out with your bros, going, uh, you know, going to dinner or lunch or whatever. Um, I just, you know, in the big picture, uh, and all the political and social stuff aside, uh, I, I, I don't think that the bubble has been as mentally taxing as, as we ad- we all advertise it to be going into it. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher until it's changed to Matt's dad. But it's yeah. at Rick Buecher right now, Fox Sports 1 analyst. Uh, my best to Matt. He's a very smart kid for picking the uh, heat to go to the finals. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you next week as the games continue on. And, uh, okay, well, thank you. Thank you for giving me another shot. And uh, <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have Matt in the bullpen. <laughs> You're the best, Rick. Uh, and I'll jab him upside the head the next time oh, I see him for you. Take it easy, buddy. We'll <laughs> see you. you. <laughs> see you, Rick. <laughs> Great stuff there from Rick Buecher. You know, just really quick, that is a phenomenal point 
that Rick Buecher just made about how the young guys, this is their element, the AAU aspect to it and going on the road and playing travel games and, hey, we're going to spend some time this week. We're going to play in this tournament here in Vegas or we're going to play here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's usually not a lot of fans around and it, it doesn't seem like it's something so incredibly out of the norm as it would be for the older players. Now, clearly they're used to playing in, in, front, of, in front of big crowds and everything else, but you know, for guys like LeBron, I mean, how much does he remember going back when he was playing at St. Vincent, St. Mary's? Well, but it was still about- a packed crowd. I mean, it was yeah, still, they were still putting him in massive it. gyms. Yeah, and you're seeing all these players who are all coming through, and you're seeing John Calipari go, oh, yeah, I had him. Oh, and that guy. I had him for a year. Yep, and him. And that guy, too. Oh, and that guy. 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 I mean, really, that's a great point by Rick Buecher. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a.com slash Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.